Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Beef Up Front podcast. This is your host, Ryan Coyle, joining alongside my co-host, Kevin Cannon, for our weekly show, NFL Big Five Games of the Week. Uh, it's our Week 12 edition, along with the Thanksgiving edition. So uh, instead of our normal you know, Big Five coverage, we have our five biggest games of the week, but then we also included the three Thanksgiving games. So we got eight games this week that we'll be previewing. Uh, coming off of a four and one week, I believe for you, Kevin, you continue your hot play. You had, excuse me, you went last week three and two, actually. I went three and two as well. Records on the year now. I'm 24 and 26. You're 26 and 24. Our props are 10 and 8, and our locks are 9, 8, and 1. So uh, hovering a little bit around 500, but we got eight games this week, so we can make up some ground uh, on some of those bad weeks that we've had in the past. But welcome back to the show, Kevin. How are you? Good. Excited for more games this week. Yeah, the real exciting time of the year. We really start to see where some of these teams uh, get into the playoff hunt. Uh, and with that seventh team added now for the second straight year, a lot more a lot more teams have the opportunity to stay in the race and make the playoffs this year. So an exciting time. Uh, we'll start it off with our three Thanksgiving games. We have the Bears at three and seven playing at the winless Detroit Lions, who are 0-9-1. Bears are three and a half point favorites. We got a 12-30 kickoff, or excuse me, a three-point favorite, 12-30 kickoff on Fox here. I got the Bears 23, Lions 17. The Bears defense will be able to contain whoever starts for the Lions, whether it will be Tim Boyle or a limited Jared Goff. I think Andy Dalton will be able to take care of the ball, and the Lions have a pretty poor defense. David Montgomery had over 100 yards and two TDs against the Lions earlier this year, and I expect him to continue that here against the Lions team that's relatively poor against the run. The Bears are also 4-1 and one against the spread this year versus losing teams, so I can see that trend continuing here, and the Bears get the W. I like the Bears to win here as well. Uh, with the news that it sounds like Jared Goff might start, kind of, I kind of was thinking leaning towards the Lions, but until they win a game, I don't think you can pick them. So I'll roll with the Bears here in a very close one, though, 24-23. This game is going to be an ugly one. Isn't really the way you'd like to start off your Thanksgiving, but you know everyone's going to be plugged in, still watching as they shake off their hangovers from tonight, recording this on Wednesday. Uh, total of this game is only a 41.5, one of the lower numbers uh, of the season so far. On a short week, though, with Goff and Fields both battling injuries, that means we're going to be getting Andy Dalton. Uh, sounds like Goff might play, but who knows? We could wake up tomorrow and Tim Boyle could be back in the starting lineup. I think this is the game where the public is just going to hammer the under. Everyone's going to be on it. I, I bet you it's 90% people are taking the under in this one. That's why I think the over is going to hit in this one. You're going to get uh, a little bit a little bit of points in this one to start off your Thanksgiving. At the end of the day, I like Andy Dalton, though, over Jared Goff or Tim Boyle, whoever's starting. So give me the Bears in a close one here. And then yet again, another heartbreaker for the Lions. Second game of Thanksgiving. In the afternoon slot, we have the 5-5 five and five Raiders, who are reeling, to say the least, at the 7-3 Cowboys. Cowboys are seven-point favorites. There's a 4-30 kickoff on CBS. I got the Cowboys winning by 10-31, Raiders 21. 
The Raiders do not have much of a run game, and that puts everything on Derek Carr. He has thrown four TDs with four picks over his last three games. Not great stats there as of recent after a really hot start to the year. The Raiders' season finally seems like it's coming apart. The Raiders are also not very good on third down, and the Cowboys' defense has shown the ability to force takeovers and keep their team in the game, unlike previous years. The Cowboys' offense could be without CD and Amari, but they still have a solid O-line, Dak, Zeke, and a return of Michael Gallup. The Raiders are 29th against the run, so I think the Cowboys will be able to run the ball against them pretty well with Zeke. Um, the, the Cowboys play on Thanksgiving every year, and we'll be ready to uh, beat the Bears, the Raiders here. I'm taking the Cowboys as well, 27-17 over the Raiders, so we both have a 10-point margin of victory. But as the week's gone on, I've kind of been a little bit more weary about it. Uh, without Tyron Smith, that offensive line is a lot worse. And like you said, they could be without CeeDee Lamb and Amari Cooper. Raiders are a desperate team. I think the Cowboys still are going to win the NFC East, despite the Eagles' hot play pretty easily. Uh, but the Raiders are a desperate team. I wouldn't be surprised to see them come out and win this game. But I think I'm still going to go with the Cowboys at home. Um, the Raiders, I think, have finally fell apart. There's just been too much off-the-field stuff to overcome. And really, it's taken their toll. Despite the off-the-field stuff with Henry Ruggs, I feel like his presence on the field uh, is missed as well. Since he's been out of the lineup, this offense has really struggled to push the ball deep. I don't think it's going to get much better in this one. With Cooper out and, and Lamb potentially with that concussion, hasn't been officially ruled out yet, but I, I would imagine he doesn't play. Um, and Tyron Smith out last week. Dak was under constant pressure against the Chiefs, uh, and the offensive line struggled. So I expect them to get back on track somewhat this week. Not like we've seen through most of the season, though. They probably will run on, lean on that rushing attack like you were talking about. Good thing for the Cowboys, though, is the Rams, Cardinals, Packers, and Bucks have all had some slip-ups recently. So the one seed is still in play for them. But if they want to win, get that one seed, this is a must-win game. So I think they come to play at home, win 27-17 over the Raiders. And our nightcap for the Thanksgiving games, we have the 6-4 and four Bills coming off a big-time loss to the Colts at the Saints, who are coming off a big-time loss to the Eagles, which pushed their record to 5-5. Five and five. Bills are four-point favorites. This, is, will be, this will be an 8-20 kickoff on NBC. I have the Bills winning a close one, 24, Saints 23. I'm not very high on the Bills right now, as it's hard to get a gauge on them. They're up and down every week. They also don't seem to be able to throw the ball down the field and have almost zero running game. However, the Saints have Trevor Simeon at QB, and it's looking like Alvin Kamara is not going to be able to go again. If Kamara were to play, I think I would uh, take the Saints in this game. He changes the offense for them. And the Bills just got ran over by Jonathan Taylor. But in this one, I see the Bills make a few more plays and take better care of the ball after the Saints had a couple of turnovers last week. So I'm going with the Bills here. I like the Bills as well, so three for three for us on the Thanksgiving picks. I like them 28-20 here. Kind of like you were talking about about the Bills. They're just impossible to figure out. Their last four games have been a win over Miami, which was uh, by about 15 points, I believe. Lost to the Jaguars, blowout win over the Jets, and then a blowout loss to the Colts. So three bad teams in that span, two wins, but they were heavy favorites in, uh, by at least a touchdown in all those games. Uh, this is just a team that we can't really get, get your finger on. Not sure what to make of them as they've gone from the heavy AFC's favorite to now you're going to have to climb back and take it, take that division from the Pats. Those two teams do have two matchups coming up against each other, so that'll be exciting stuff to watch. They still enter this game here as a four-point road favorite, and the Saints are fresh off getting dominated at, against the Eagles. 
for for about three quarters of the, that game. They kind of came back towards the end, but Eagles dominated that game for about 75% of it. Big game for both teams as they both are battling for playoff spots now, but I can't pick Josh Allen to get outdueled by Trevor Simeon, especially on a short week where the Saints could be out without Kamara, like you were talking about. Ryan Ramchek and Teron Armstead at offensive tackle could be out as well. Bills have that strong defensive line. I think they cause a few turnovers on Simeon and win this game 28-20. We go to Sunday now where the 8-3 and Titans coming off a loss to the Texans will be playing at the Patriots who are 7-4. and Patriots are 5.5-point favorites. 1 o'clock kickoff on CBS. I got the Pats 27, Titans 21. I think this was the hardest game of the week to pick. The Titans have had some very impressive wins this year, but are without Derrick Henry, as we all know, is pretty much their offense. Hopefully, A.J. Brown will be able to play this week for them. The Patriots started the year off rough, but have won a couple games in a row now. And the Pats have an outstanding defense that will be able to uh, cause some issues for Ryan Tannehill and maybe make him have a poor day, while Mac Jones will continue to do what he's done all year, take care of the ball and get it the ball into the hands of his playmakers. The Titans, I don't think, are good enough without Derrick Henry. And Belichick is going against his formal, former player, Mike Rabel, here. The Pats look to claim the one seed in the AFC and are coming off the long rest because they played on Thursday last week. I like the Patriots to win this game as well. Forgot to write down a score here. I'm going to go 27, Titans 20. Um, so the Titans have now lost to the Jets and the Texans, uh, but they have wins over the Colts twice, who, who look like one of the better teams in football right now. The Bills, the Chiefs, the Rams, and the Saints, who are all currently projected playoff teams. They're another team that I just can't figure out. Patriots have rebounded from a, a slow 1-3 and three start, and they seem to be seem to be cooking right now. Defense is playing lights out. The emergence of Ramondre Stevenson to go with Damian Harris, that gives them a really good one-two punch in the running game. And that in the sudden development of Mac Jones over the year has given this team some real offensive firepower. Don't be surprised to see New England be the one seed at the end of the day in the AFC and host that championship game. It's a big game for a potential tiebreaker, and I'm intrigued to see how the Titans bounce back after that loss to the Texans. I think Vrabel will have them ready to go, but I think the Patriots are playing too well right now. I'm not picking off picking against them, especially coming off of that extra rest playing from Thursday night, like you said. So give me Patriots 27, Titans 20. Third game of the week, we got the Bucks at seven and three at those Colts that we were just talking about at six and five. Bucks are two and a half point road favorites. Are road favorites here? One o'clock kickoff on Fox. I got the Bucks thirty-one, Colts thirty. This is going to be a very close game. The Bucks will probably do everything they can to force Carson Wentz to beat them with his arm. Jonathan Taylor will still get his touches, but I don't see him having anywhere near the success that he had last week. Wentz will need to make big throws and protect the ball if they want to take down Tampa Bay. Uh, Vita Vea is probably going to make his return for the Bucks, which is a huge addition for them on the defense. And I think Brady will get the ball into his playmaker's hands, and Gronk is get, starting to get back into the groove of things, and that's always great for Brady and the Bucks offense. And this one, I'm actually going to take the Colts here, 28-27. Came into last week not being much of a believer of them, and I still am not buying them right now as a contender for the Super Bowl, but they are playing some of the best ball in football, have two overtime losses to the Ravens and the uh, the Ravens and the Titans. Without those, I think they would be on like a 10-game win streak. So this is a team that's playing some really good football. Uh, proved me wrong last week, killed the Bills. 
Taylor has been awesome this year, and the team has just been really steadily improving. This is a big prove-it game for them to see if they can take down an upper-tier team in back-to-back weeks. Like I said, I'm still not buying them as Super Bowl contenders, but if they can knock off the Bucks here, I will be very impressed. Bucks got back on track on Monday night, but it was against the Giants, so I'm not really reading too much into that. This team is much better when Antonio Brown is in the lineup. They were able to get Gronk back last week, like you were saying, Kevin, but still, when Antonio Brown has been in the lineup, this team has been probably the best team in the NFC, and it sounds like he still won't be back this week while he battles that foot, ankle, heel injury, whatever they're classifying it as. It feels like it's something different every day. This is a huge home game for the Colts and a chance for them to continue that hot play. I think Todd Bowles is going to sell out to stop Jonathan Taylor and force Carson Wentz to beat them. But with the home field advantage here and their confidence being sky high right now, I'm going to take Indy in a close one, 28 to 27. Fourth game of the week, uh, uh, pretty much like a kind of consider this a playoff game. Two weeks ago, I said an elimination game for the 49ers, and they've won two in a row since. This is a, a big a big game here. It's going to have big playoff implications down the line. Vikings at 5-5 five and five at the 49ers, who are also 5-5. Five and five. 49ers are a three-point favorite. 425 kickoff on Fox. I got the Vikings winning by a field goal, 24, 49ers, 21. The 49ers have not played well at home over the past two years, and the Vikings are better than their 5-5 five and five record shows. They have played a really close game pretty much all season, and the, their offense is very hard to cover when you have Thielen, Jefferson on the outside, Dalvin Cook out of the backfield, and Kirk Cousins is playing pretty well this year, protecting the ball and throwing the ball downfield like last week instead of just checking it down, which we've kind of become accustomed to with Kirk Cousins. I'm not, I haven't been very high on the 49ers at all this year, and I think the Vikings go into San Fran and pull out a close one here. I like the Vikings in this one. Uh, I love how we head towards the end of the season where games like this pop up. Neither of these teams is winning their division, but they're both in play for wild card spot, and this could be uh, a game that sends sends the team to the playoffs or has them watching from their couch on wild card weekend. So very, very important game here. Only week 12, but still could be make or break for either of these teams uh, as they're both going to be in position for the six or seven seed. Very impressed by the Vikings closing out a game against a good team last week. They can play with anybody and are very dangerous on offense. Uh, the 49ers have won two in a row and might be hitting their stride. So a lot to watch for in this one. I really want to pick the Vikings here because I think they are the better team and Cousins is having an MVP caliber season if you look at his numbers but I'm worried that with this game being at 425 there's gonna be a lot of eyeballs on it Thanksgiving weekend uh, and not the one o'clock window Kirk Cousins might not show up as we've seen throughout his history but I picked against him last week and they proved me wrong so I'm gonna roll with Kirk Cousins and his 22 21 touchdowns only two interceptions here I like the Vikings to win 27 to 24 over the 49ers and this one uh, give them a leg up in the NFC playoff race uh, fourth game of the week on Sunday, we got the seven and three Rams at the eight and three Packers. Packers are a two point favorite, four twenty five on Fox. Uh, as we were recording this, just got a notification that Aaron Rodgers' toe injury is a broken toe. Sounds like he'll be playing through it, but still something to monitor. He did have three hundred eighty five yards and four touchdowns, I believe, though, on that toe last week. Uh, interested to see if it, it's gotten any worse and how he's going to look going forward. But what are your thoughts on this game, Kevin? So I got the Packers 31, Rams 27. Like you said, Rodgers has that toe injury last week. He said he was in great pain, but it really didn't look like it in the game. He was moving in in and out of the pocket, it seemed like, with ease that we've come used to. The Rams are coming off the bye and hope they have figured out how to use all the talent and big names they have on both sides of the ball. Green Bay's defense is playing pretty well this year. It led 
allowing only 19.5 points a game, which is good for fifth in the league. The game is also in Lambeau, where Rodgers is just amazing throughout his career. And in late November, uh, with the cold weather there in Lambeau, they have a bruising back in A.J. Dillon that will be not fun to tackle for the Rams. So I see the Packers winning this one. I'm going to go against you on this one. I'm going to take the Rams 31, Packers 28. One thing that people have been saying about the Rams in recent weeks is that they're kind of soft. Uh, when they get punched in the face, they, they don't really know how to respond. And if the Packers do come out with that bruising back and A.J. Dillon in the cold weather here, could be a long day for them. But I, I'm, I'm going to go with the Rams here. I think they come out ready to play in this one. Another game that's going to have major playoff implications. I think it's more important for Green Bay to get this win to help them get that one seed so they have that home field advantage at Lambeau. They're used to playing in the cold up there, get teams up there, a tough environment to play in. Uh, Rams are coming off a bye, but with a two-game losing streak as well. Um, but they end their season with this week against the Packers, and they get the Jags, but then they play the Cardinals, play the Seahawks, who are having it down here, but still never ruled them out with Russell Wilson, especially divisional game. You get the Vikings, who are playing well, the Ravens, and the 49ers. So a very, very tough end of the season. This is a very important game for them. They go on a skid. They could be a team with some of these other NFC teams getting hot. We could look back, and they might not even make the playoffs uh, with that tough schedule. I think they will. Uh, that's why I think they get the big-time win this week. Aaron Rodgers is an absurd 82-19-1 and one at Lambeau Field in his career. But he is battling that toe injury. I think it's going to come back to to hurt them in this one, especially with, with the cold weather. Your, your feet are going to be freezing. He's not going to be as mobile, I think, with that toe injury. It worries me against a very good Rams defensive front that could push him off his spot. He makes a lot of those great plays outside the pocket. If you keep him in the pocket, he's not going to be as effective as usual. I like A.J. Dillon as a back, but I don't think he's Aaron Jones. I think the Packers miss his all-purpose ability in this one. Rams won't drop three in a row and get a big-time road win off the bye here. In our last game of the week for Sunday, along with our Thanksgiving games, we have the Browns at 6-5. and five. We'll be playing at the Ravens, who are 7-3. and three. Ravens are four point, or three and a half point favorites, 8-20 kickoff on Sunday Night Football on NBC. I got the Ravens 24, Browns 20. It sounded like Lamar should be back after missing last week with an illness not related to COVID, and that's all I need to here um i don't trust the browns to put points on the board yes they can rely on the run and still have capabilities on defense but i just don't trust them and they haven't really shown me a reason to throughout this season the ravens have a very solid run defense and that's what the browns will look to do and i think they'll be able to force a turnover or two from baker who's still playing with a boatload of injuries the brown season has come into a very disappointing end after they entered the season with very high hopes the afc north games are always very tough but this game is in Baltimore, and last week with Tyler Huntley at QB, the Ravens showed that they had the ability to win a close game where they can rely on their defense. So I got them winning here. I have the Ravens win as well, 27-23. Uh, main question entering this game is going to be that the health and the status of Lamar Jackson after missing last week the illness. But like you said, it sounds like he's going to be coming back. If he was out, I would probably lean towards the Browns. But I think he he returns here, and the Ravens get a big-time AFC North win at home. The Browns drop this one, fall to 6-6 six and six overall, and is kind of, like you said, Kevin, coming to, coming to the end for them. Very disappointing regular season. They were pegged as the best potential team in the AFC coming into the year, and they might miss out on the playoffs due to the play and the health of Baker Mayfield overall. 
Browns live and die by their running game, and the Ravens are bringing a really stout rush defense to the table that only allows 88.6 points per game. I think this is the year that the Ravens are going to get over the top right now. They are my pick to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl. Uh, Lamar has just been finding ways to win all games when he's been healthy and in the lineup. And I think winning this game goes a long way and winning the North and potentially getting that one seed. So give me the Ravens, 27, Browns, 23. Uh, we'll go to our picks of the week, our locks of the week now, where we have, we started off on Thanksgiving with Lions plus three. Our guy just gave me one quote, getting ballsy here, takes the Lions plus three. Then we have Birds minus three and a half with the Eagles uh, against the Giants. Eagles have been on fire recently. Giants are not looking like a strong team. Birds minus three and a half. Ravens minus three and a half against the Browns, which we just covered. And Falcons are playing against the Jaguars in a pick them right now. So he's got the Falcons beating the Jaguars. Thoughts on those picks? I don't like the Lions to cover against the Bears. I think the Bears will cover and beat them by more than three. The Falcons-Jags, like you said, is kind of like a pick on I think I te- would tend to lean towards the Falcons, more experienced with Matt Ryan at QB. Uh, the Ravens against the Browns at three and a half. I had them in our big five games of the week covering that at four, but I don't know if I would put money on that. I think that could be a pretty close game. And the Eagles minus three and a half against the Giants, I like a lot. Uh, the Giants just firing Jason Garrett this week, coming off a short week. And the Eagles, with their newfound identity, I think we'll be able to cover that at MetLife. Yeah, I like the Lions uh, plus three. I have the Bears just winning by one. I could see them potentially getting that first game, that first win of the year. Big Cat, on part of my take, has been saying all year how he thinks this uh, this will be the game where the Lions get their first win against his beloved Bears. So uh, Lions plus three, I like that. I also have Ravens covering that three and a half over the Browns. I really like the Eagles this week. I think they own the Giants, and the Giants are still butthurt about that draft pick from last year when the Eagles tanked for it and the Giants missed out on the playoffs. I think the Eagles come to play in that one and win that game by at least 10. Uh, And I actually like the Jaguars to beat the Falcons this week. Falcons have been reeling. Jaguars have seemingly over the second half of the season kind of found a way to win a few games uh, every two or three weeks. So give me them and this one. Uh, So I like three out of those four picks. And then we'll go to our props of the week where we got two on the Thanksgiving, uh, first game of Thanksgiving. We could have some bonus picks out later on the Twitter page, so keep an eye out for those. But we got DeAndre Swift, anytime touchdown. Chicago has let up three rushing touchdowns to running backs in the last four games. Lions always feed him either on the ground or in the air. As long as whoever's playing QB can get him the ball, he'll do work. Uh, That's plus 115 odds. And then we got David Montgomery, over 75.5 rushing yards at minus 125. Montgomery has carried 90% of the, the Bears' carry since coming back from his injury. Lions allow 115 yards per game to running backs. Bears are going to feed him against a horrible defense. Thoughts on those two picks, Kev? I like the David Montgomery one a lot. He's the uh, Bears' workhorse. He's had success against the Lions er- earlier this year, and the Lions have a terrible run defense. The DeAndre Swift one I'm not as high on, but because of his dual threat receiving and rushing, I could definitely see it happening. Yeah, I like both of those picks. David Montgomery uh, to, to get fed the ball. Andy Dalton in the lineup. I, I feel like they'll have a conservative game plan, feed Montgomery the ball. And DeAndre Swift has been getting uh, a lot of touches, especially since Dan Campbell's been calling, I believe, all the plays recently. He, they've been featuring him in the offense a lot. Uh, if they're going to score, I expect him to get into the end zone. But that'll do it for our big five games of the week, Thanksgiving edition. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Enjoy your Thanksgiving. 
Uh, enjoy the football, and we will talk next week as we head into week 13.